Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Loose Change Podcast, where we have a few guys giving their two cents on everything hockey. Today, we got Stuart. Today, we got Braden. And today, we got World Junior Coverage. We got Huberto Extension. We got Bruin Signings. And we got Brains Love Corner. Um, don't forget about Brains Love Corner. I know we're a hockey podcast, one of the best in the business, but we're also a love podcast. And that is coming on a little bit later. Um, Braden. World Juniors time. We have time for a few teams to talk about. Hit me with someone not named Bedard that we should look forward to in this World Juniors tournament that starts this week. I could make a joke, but I'm not going to. Um, uh, Canadian or anyone? Anybody. Anyone at all. You're killing me by uh, not letting me talk about Bedard there because he is the guy to watch. Um, you can talk and... about Bedard all day long, brother. It's like the only <sighs> one that I know. So good. Dude. I only know this two guy. names because of NHL 23, like a draft prospect named Brad Lambert. He plays for like Finland, I think. It's the only one I know. He's a Canadian kid that is playing for, for Finland. Like Finland. Indeed. You are really? right. He is. Yeah. He got drafted this past year. That was a Canadian that kid about. from Finland. Yeah, his dad played uh, here. Anyhow, um, oh, okay, can I, yeah, no, let's talk about fucking Connor Bedard a little bit. This guy's unreal, like, better shot than Austin Matthews. I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm not, Come I'm on. not, I'm, no. Come on, Braden. Connor Bedard has a better shot than Austin Matthews. Maybe not currently, but at the same age, yes. And he will have a better shot than Austin Matthews in the NHL. Kid's unreal. Are we sorry looking at another McDavid, another Matthews type of draft? Yeah, no, here? that is the level that we're looking to the top three picks up coming in. I know we don't want to get too deep in the draft, but we've got Matt or we got uh, Bedard. We got Matt Bay Mitchkov in the Russian league there, though he can't play until 2025, 2026. Um, and uh, the third guy, Adam Fantilli, big, strong forward uh, center uh, skates like a fucking wind. Anyways, he's not playing in the world juniors though. So you can't watch him. Uh, you know what? Here's a guy to watch for then this world juniors. Let's hear uh, it. Mason McTavish. Anaheim see property of Anaheim, pick. right? Yeah. Anaheim ducks third overall in uh, 2019 kid can hit. He's big physical power forward center. Um, six foot one, two Oh seven. Dude, big like the kid's nasty. Yeah. He, he could have played in the NHL this year. He didn't. Um, he'll be in the NHL. He like he'll be playing full time next year. Uh, I would put money on this to God. Put money down on him for the Calder. You should make some money there. Um, I'm ready to watch him just rip up the World Juniors this year. He's gonna go God mode. Um, other guys to look at there at the Juniors this year: Logan Stankoven, uh, second round pick. Who's he play for? Finland? Dallas? Or no, he's Canadian. Canadian. That's yeah, quite the Canadian play. last year. He's from Western BC. Stankoven. Hell yeah. yeah. Good name. What a good last name. But uh, I wanted the Canucks to take him. They took they took some Russian kid who's not. Uh, anyways, yeah, yeah. he's okay. But Stankoven's gonna is pretty good. Take a look for him. I'm always interested to see what the Canadian goalies see how they do, just because Canada's seem to have so many issues recently developing. Uh, you know our goaltenders, but uh, we'll see what happens over on the U.S. Our side. Our goalies of things, suck. We do, we do. Uh, State's got a really good team, man. Brock Faber recently traded for. Uh, oh, who did he go to? Fiala. Over in Mini. Um, he's captain for the team. We got Luke Hughes on their defense as well. Brother. We also got Canucks six round pick Jacob Truscott, who won't be great. Um, other Fords watching the States. Oof. Matt Nyes is playing. Leafs fans, you want to watch that kid Let's before go. he comes to the show, maybe, or if he leaves the States or leaves, uh, you know, ops out. Uh, either way, Matt Nyes is a guy you'll want to watch. Uh, Logan Cooley taken by the, hey, 
he also said no to a contract this year. He said, I'm going back to university because his university has more seats than Arizona does where he would be playing otherwise. Um, so he's, he's staying at the bigger university to play at. Yeah. So are there any goalies that's worth a fuck in this tournament? Do you know? Cause I oh, love yeah. watching good new goalies in the world juniors. You don't get it often, but like, I remember seeing like price way back in the day. You know what I mean? Like flurry way back. In no the day. piece of shit. Thomas Carter. Yeah. Hart. I was excited to watch him. There is uh, a guy on Sweden who you should keep an eye out for uh, Jesper Waltstead. Oh yeah. Um, Minnesota draft pick. That guy's going to be unreal goalie in the NHL. Judd Brackett pick Canucks fans. know. Um, but yeah, no Waltstead of any of them. That's got to watch. I don't put too much stock in goaltending at the world juniors. Uh, I don't think anyone should, um, you know, we saw it with the Leafs with, uh, Mr. Uh, how much faith they had in Justin Pogge. But you can uh, see a lot of people change their opinions on players in the world juniors. As we saw yeah. the number one overall pick from this year, right? Dude, I fell in love with, uh, Pulley Arvey because of that world juniors, you remember how good he was in that seat? Like he was, unreal. Oh, he, was amazing. he scored like a goal a game. Yeah, no, he was fantastic. And I was like, oh, definitely take this good. But, you know, small sample size. Um, recent Canadian goaltenders like um, Devin Levi. Was the, <laughs> Who is uh, that? Buffalo. <laughs> nah, he, he's got a good <laughs> shot at being Come a on. starter. I'll give him Alrighty. credit. He, he should be good. But even then, he was a seventh-round pick, right? And it's goaltending's voodoo. Um, goaltending's voodoo. Swedish players to look out for. Uh, Canucks first-round pick, Jonathan Lekarmaki. Um, yes. Other guys on there, Simon Evanson, oh, Detroit Red Wing. Big, big defense, left defenseman. Um, he should be joining the Red Wings this year. Uh, LA Kings prospect held Grands. Uh, he was in trade rumors for your boy JT Miller, though with uh, the Fiala edition, that's probably not happened. Either way, big defenseman, pretty good. Keep an eye on him. Uh, like I mentioned, yeah, the forwards there in Sweden, Ogren, we mentioned a lot. It's guys that we mentioned, right, going to this draft, Ogren, yeah. Olsen, and, uh, you know, our boy Fabian Lysel. Um When does the tournament yeah, end? Yeah, just good groups. Britain? The tournament... And then Finland, just look out for the Finns. You know, the Finns always have good guys. There's some, there's some leaf guys there. So it starts tomorrow. So start it's like three weeks, right? That tournament. Uh, so it runs from the ninth this year to the 20th. Okay. That's like so two 11 weeks. days. Yeah. yeah. So a... Canada's first game is on the 10th. On the, yeah. 10th. Against Latvia at six o'clock. Uh, starts tomorrow to 6 a.m. or 6 p.m. P.m. It's in uh, Western Canada. I was going to say, am I getting up at 6 a.m. in the middle of August to watch hockey? Don't make me do it. I'll do it. I'll do oh. it. I miss hockey. The reason we have Latvia is that they've replaced Russia. Why? Is Russia? Is something going on in the world with Russia right now? Yeah, they're not allowed to play hockey anymore. Non-political they, uh... podcast. Pro-hockey podcast. No, it's no. Fuck Russia. We should. No, fuck Russia. Well, We're pro-Ukraine podcast. We are anti-Russian government. We are a pro-Ukraine. Fuck Russia. We are Fuck a pro-Ukraine podcast. And you know what? That does it for the World Juniors for me. Wait, we'll Brandon, talk about think, it after. But Brandon, who do you think winner's going to be? Can, can you give a prediction right Canada, now? Who are you feeling? Canada. Canada. Sweden. Wow. Mm. Man, the Swedes always like fade. Though. They always go undefeated. And then remember, they always go undefeated in the qualifiers. And then yeah, they lose usually. like first round. They always just have such a good team, man. But like. I don't think I don't think Canada. Well, they got Bedard. You know what? I think I'm going to say it. The Sweden jerseys are the best jerseys in the World Juniors yeah. by a mile. It's not Dude, even close. Actually, the Canadian jerseys here are pretty nasty. I will give them. Are they? Yeah, I, actually I like seen them. them. I Canada like them. has been slacking for years lately with the jerseys. 
America has been worse, though. American hockey jerseys are some of the worst in the world. I'll take the Sweden jersey, yellow, great base. I'll take the Finland jersey, a nice blue. I'll take all of those over. I'll take Germany's jersey over America's at this point. Latvia, yeah, dude, come on German's down. Germany's always nasty. You know, the Canadians is nice, man. It's, well, the one alternate. The other ones look like a turkey butthole. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you remember those ones now I said that. But, like, if you go no, look no, it up, I know like, exactly what you're talking yeah, about now, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those ones are bad. But then there's those alternates where it's, like, the throwback Nike one. Or, well, they're Nike. They're all Nike. But it's, like, a throwback one to the um, Summit Series. It's kind of how it looks. It's not the big leaf, but it's just a nice white, red. Like, that's it. Canada, okay, I don't know. Did we talk about how Canada's got to get rid of the black? Um, we can. I mean, for those okay. that listening, we're going big into World Juniors hockey. We're going big into just, no, just jerseys as a whole. What color is the Canadian flag? It is red and white. So why is there black on I any of our jerseys? Right. I think. Okay, can we get producer Jew? Can we confirm that? Yes, it is red and white. The flag. Why? Why is there black on any of them? Like, okay, when the black there's a shadow out, on the flag. When the black alternates first came out, like the black alternates were kind of nasty. I'm fine with that. But there's this push to push, like as much black, like the the home Canadian red ones have no white on them. It's all just red and black. Why the fuck is there black on it? Right, I gotta agree with you there. Why was there black on it? Because the Hockey Canada logo has black in it, I guess. Mm. Probably because it's such a black mark on the. Or- Ooh, they're cut such a black mark in Canada. Ooh. Okay, well we found a why. That's but what black. I represents. gotta agree with you, Brayden. We need a red and white. Nothing else. You see the Leafs jersey? How it's just blue and white. Take that blue, make it red, put a Canadian flag on the front instead of the Maple Leafs flag, and bada-bing, bada-boom, you have one of the now, best jerseys in the league. Here's some interesting info for you, because pardon me, when why can't we be like Sweden? Sweden rolls out the same thing every single year, and it always looks dirty. It looks reason so good. The reason they can't is because Canada is a private, it's a private organization, um, and with private organizations, you can't have the same logo, or you can't have the same like set every year. Um, which is why we have to have a New Jersey every single time they come, which is a fancy way of saying they've just made it so that Canadians can make more money. Um, but because the Swedish is just, that's their, their international uniform, that's it. So they're allowed to bring that every single year. Should Canada do that? It'd be nice. They won't. And I don't hate seeing jerseys, but uh, that's the that's our reason why there. That's one thing. The Finns. Dude, they... the Finns have dirty jerseys too. Oh, yeah. me? For sure. I mean, big... Au- august hockey podcast topic here the jersey colors and the jerseys in the nhl and hockey alike is the best jerseys and best uniforms in all the sports i think i like how there's not many advertisements on the nhl ones at Mm -hmm. all they don't allow it it's very historic they keep true to themselves and I think it's one of those things that other sports should learn from. Basketball, I see 18 jerseys per regular season. I, it just takes the specialness out of it to me. I love seeing that classic Maple Leafs blue and white when I walk to the game. You know what? Here's a quick question. All of you, Stu, you're going first. What's your favorite Team Canada jersey? Uh, I'm a big fan of just like, I really like the, like the McDavid jerseys that they were World Juniors. It's just like it's like the black top, like the black shoulders, and then it's red underneath. Yeah. So yeah. Just I'm with, with the you. regular Canada logo. That's Dude, that's the one for me. That logo is the best one. Like that should be on every single one. I love that. Without logo. a doubt. With the, the guy Without with the doubt. stick. Yep. Are you, perfect logo. That's, that's the, the same one. one from Salt Lake City, right? The two thousand yes. two team with the so it's the white, red, and black jersey or the flag 
with the hockey player in the middle of it. Yeah, the Hockey Canada logo. Yeah, no, that is the best one. Um, I will say the the Gretzky Team Canada ones you'll see sometimes, you know, with the like the half like kind of leaf or whatever with the Canada up the stripe or the uh, the Summit Series. Those ones are like some good runners up. But no, the Hockey Canada one's the best one. We are going a bit over time with the World Juniors, so I'm going to transition here to the Huberto extension. What do you guys think about the term? What do you guys think about the AAV? It's 8 by 9.5 for the listeners that haven't seen Huberto extended in Calgary. I'll give you some context. He's 29 years old. He is a playmaking forward. Isn't it 10.5? Is it 10.5 million? There's, I think it's no. 10 and a half. Is it 10 and a half million? It's eight years by 80 something. So it's over 10, but it's not 10.5. It's like 10.1. Something. This is a great podcast. We're really knowledgeable about hockey. <laughs> we know what I we're can't talking about. We just, I can't believe I just did that. You're right. It's 10.5, Stuart, um, per year. No movement wow. clause. 10.5 by eight years for the 29-year-old winger. What do we think of it for Calgary? What do we think of it for Huberdo? Do we like it? Do we hate it? I think that it's a little bit of an overpayment, but I mean, you had to give the money to somebody to make sure that they stay. You're going to see them do the same thing with Uyghur. They'll probably overpay a little bit. Um, no, it's playmaking winger. He can skate like stylistically. Like he, I saw Drance tweeted that he reminds him a lot of that. He, Huberto reminds him a lot of the Sedins, just in the way that they approach the game, the way that they skate, like, you know, that their hockey sense is their biggest attribute, that great they're not great skaters. Yeah, right. That it's more puck skills and sense than it is skating. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's true. And like, they also like, not to say that they're not good, but they don't play a very physical game. So they age more gracefully. Um, I don't think that there's, age happens to everybody, right? But to say that, uh, that Huberto is at a greater risk, I don't think it's true at all. I think he's at a, like, a lessened risk because of the way he plays and, um, that it should age fine. I don't think we're going to see a big drop off. Stu, I'm interested to see how he is in Calgary without Barkov and Ryan Hart and all the guys there to pass to. Like we'll now he only he has Menjiapani and Lindholm. Yeah, exactly. To Foley, right? There's guys, mm-hmm. but it's not the same as the monsters that Florida has. So I'm interested to see how he does there. How do you feel about it from Calgary's perspective? perspective is this too much money Stu, or is this pretty much what you had to pay him oh i don't think so weren't they going to offer goudreau basically the same money like it's it's pretty close and like i I thought goudreau was like two years younger than huberdo i just looked it up goudreau turns 29 in five days Mm -hmm. so So they're the same same age. age okay so instead of just losing goudreau losing and then losing kachuk for nothing they at least get to basically replace one of them like i'd rather have johnny goudreau over Huberto for sure, but they get the guaranteed keep him now. And he's a first line winger. Mm-hmm. I don't think it really matters that much who he plays with. He didn't play with Barkov a lot at like, all. all. A lot last season. Less so, than 50% of his shifts for sure. No, you know, but then he's also getting the easier matchups and he's got Reinhardt, right? Like it's not like is, he's got nobody. And that is exactly true. that's the difference because this year he's going up against the top lines because mm-hmm. Calgary doesn't have but, a shutdown line. And as we fair, know, Huberto's not a strong defensive player. He, he gets to play with Lindholm now, though, and I'd rather play with Lindholm than Reinhardt. So if anything, he gets an upgrade at a center position. I like for Lindholm sure, Braden. Do not do this two podcasts that's in a row. A, where you disrespect Elias Lindholm. Do not do I, this two no, podcasts I in a row. No, I am. He's had two good seasons. I'm doing it. Reinhardt's nasty. two good he just seasons. Got stuck in Buffalo. Reinhardt 
you just argued for Reinhardt being the better player and then said two good seasons is the reason dude. why. That's like, yeah, craziness. Reinhardt put up those numbers in Buffalo. Lindholm put up like four points in Buffalo, dude. Lindholm is amazing defensively, really good at draws and really good offensively. Sco- oh. Scores 80 points and is great to shut down their top line. He is one of the top end centers in the league. I would put oh. up 40 points with Kachuk and Goudreau on my wings. And you would be dash 50 in the season. He was no, plus 60. I'd be plus. I'd be plus. <laughs> also, though, I'm wonder. I'm curious to see if Huberto can not get like amazing defensively, but maybe Daryl Sutter mediocre. will figure something we'll out. And like, if he can then, be mediocre, then I don't think players, he can really complain about him. And we've seen players in Daryl Sutter's system. Like Jeff, Jeff Carter, Carter is not a defensive player. Yeah, exactly. Right. Jeff Carter, Marion Gabrick. Oh, yeah. Because everyone loves Marion Gabrick defensive highlights. Like, those guys thrived inside our system. So he's got places for them, right? Um, it's just they're they've got to be selective, I guess, in how and how uh and how frequent those players are put into that system. But only time will tell. We'll see, right? Like we will see. Um, on the surface, it's a win because you didn't get nothing for Kachuk. Right? It's a win for sure on the surface. Uh we'll see how it goes with an eight-year extension. It really makes it feel like it's gonna be a while before we know how exactly it went. Um I'm I think, excited to see the Uyghur deal, but yeah. I, I don't know. I think that by the time it's bad, is like Calgary might like you can't just lose them. Like you can't just lose the players. You can't lose Kachuk and Goudreau for nothing and then have Hubert play one year and then him leave too. Like that's he definitely had all the leverage. Fans. He had all he the, had all the leverage. He was getting all the money he wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. All right. So moving on from that, good luck, Calgary. We've talked plenty of Hubert over the last few weeks. Uh, Did you see the Habs fans quickly? The yes. Habs fans? Yeah. It wasn't that good, Stu. Dude, that was they're awesome. all like, before, Context for the before, listeners. Okay. So like Habs, you know, Hubert, though. Jean-Fin Hubert, though. As a Francais. <laughs> That's and, a good uh, French accent, man. I'm Montreal Canadian. Uh, they have it all Montreal. They uh, they like they uh, they like they have it all. Huh? They uh, they. We are a bilingual tout. podcast. Oh, we are a bilingual podcast. They j'aime tout des uh, des Québécois. They like the Canadian hockey players that are also Québécois. You know. Yes. So, um, anyhow, when Huberdeau got traded, all the Habs fans. He's gonna come to us in the off season. We're gonna get Huberdeau and Dubois and. I kind of wish we did because, like, you love the French Canadians in Montreal. I am very, I romanticize the French Canadians in Montreal a lot. I do think it's a, you know, how can you not get romantic about baseball? It's kind of how can you not get romantic about the Montreal Canadian? I think the, that's uh, fair. And the Quebecois players, with that. I do. You watch that Rocket Richard movie, you're just like, yeah, give me Guy Lafleur. <laughs> I see the riots and I'm like, I get it. Um, <laughs> but as soon as Huberto signed the extension, you see all these Habs fans who were talking mad shit about Calgary and how great Huberto is going to be. Yeah, he's not even that good. It's a good thing we're saving uh, money. He stinks. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, so bad. Oh yeah, I didn't want Huberto anyways. <laughs> yeah, that's that funny. Only be good for three more better. years. Yeah. I guess. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I love making fun of Montreal, and you know what, Montreal and other teams in the Atlantic. Today was a tough day for you guys. If you're not Toronto, Florida, or Tampa, today was a tough day for you because the Bruins, this is an anti-Bruins podcast. The Bruins are back, baby. David Krejci, Stewart, Patrice Bergeron, Stewart, Braden, what the fuck is going on? 
I didn't see the credit sheet sign. Did you sign? What was the one wait, by the, one? Oh, for a, two <laughs> two million dollars in bonuses, and that's it. Well, dude, we'll see. We'll see how much what? the check league does for conditioning. But like, dude, the top two with the centers Auger, are making three and a half million total against the cap this year. Now, yeah. So keep in mind, what? listeners, that the uh, performance bonuses are cap pits. Uh, but those will hit the cap next year. So the the two and a half million that Bergeron's going to get for playing ten games in the NHL will be applied to next year's cap hit once the contract Such, is expired. It's so smart. So, so let's start really with that. Looks, the smartness yeah. of the contracts themselves. We're going to be pro Bruins for not too long. Don't you and worry. Isn't Pasternak up at the end of next year too? Right. So here's so. the thing: Pasternak is becoming needed to be signed soon he is your most important player bergeron has already dictated that he won't be playing much longer this guy goes out and says just a slap in the face to everyone that's not a bruins fan yeah you know what it's not really about the money for me i made a lot of money in my career i mean i'm patrice bergeron right i i want to just go back and i want to win a cup i want to be as competitive as possible so i told them give me two and a half mil Make a couple extra in bonuses. I'll collect it next year. You know what? No problem. You know what? I love that if I'm a Bruins fan, but since I'm a Leafs fan, go fuck yourself, Patrice Bergeron. And David Krejci, go fuck yourself. Enough of that. Enough. That's not fair. It's not fair. It's not okay. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'd like to have a moment of silence for the Ottawa Senators and Detroit Red Wings and Montreal Canadiens fan base. Uh, Moment of silence, please. I mean, we'll you, guys have no chance. you guys have no fucking chance. Not a, so, not a chance. We'll, we'll be seeing Boston in the playoffs instead of those guys. See you later. Yeah. Better hope you get that last wild card spot. Yeah, enjoy it. That's the um, only spot left. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, let's look at our list here. Make fun of Ottawa fans. <laughs> Huberto extension. Road uh, juniors. Dude. We've done a lot so far. I'm just like, I'm just, I'm laughing out of it. Like, I'm really just thinking like going into the, like, I remember, like, we were talking about <laughs> you guys. The trade that, like, we're, dude, we were talking about the playoffs, and we we're like, "Oh, the Bruins have no chance." Like, dude, they they there's no center depth. Eric Hall is your second line center. Oh, what do you do? And then who was their first line center? Bergeron. Yeah. Who's yeah. their third line center? Right. Like, did they keep Halla? No, uh, they traded Halla for Zacco, right? Right. Yeah, but even then, so still, like, it's like they're centered up with like Bergeron, Zacco, Coil, and then no second liner. Sure. So, yeah, so you're gonna go Bergeron, Krejci, and then either Zaka or Coyle, and whichever the other two. Yeah, that's a pretty good. That's pretty good. And then it's you throw Frederick on their fourth line too, right? He's the center. Throw yeah, him on the wing. That guy doesn't matter. Like, yeah, their forward core is scary oh again. God, All dude. of a sudden, Boston is back, and people act like just because they had a couple injuries. I mean, we talked in the podcast; they're going to struggle without McAvoy. They're going to struggle without Marshawn. But these guys finished with 105 points last year. Like I well, no Tuka, but Swayman did perform well. I'm I, what I'm interested. I honest to God, I have questions about Krejci. Yeah, sure. I think it's fair. Yeah, dude, he took a year off playing in Czech League, right? Like he was slowing down a little bit. We'll see. But is he still? Is he still a second line center? I don't think he's the elite. Yeah, but he's, line center. he's just a playmaker, though. That's always always what he's been. I'm sure he didn't lose that, right? 
Yeah, Playmakers sure run defensively. Does that not scream Bruins second line center? That's all they need. It's their top line of Marshan, Bergeron, Pasta. They go out and they score two goals a game. And then Krejci sneaks one over to Hall. It's 3-2 and game seven's over. See you later, Leafs. DeBrusque sending his trade request too. He's going to, I think he, I really like DeBrusque. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, Boston is back. Rest in peace, Ottawa Senators fans that thought they had a chance earlier in the offseason. You guys don't again. It's okay. Um, that does it for you guys this year. Another rebuild. Here we go. Um, I say, you know what? Let's let's talk one more hockey topic, then go to Brain's Love Corner. You pick, Brain. What are we doing? Ooh, okay, we are. Eh? Okay, so this week on Twitter, there's a lot of discussion. It started with Jay Fresh, our boy Jay Fresh. Auto Senators fans love Jay Fresh almost as much as they love me. This hockey um, podcast is sponsored by Jay Fresh. He's a good Twitter follow. Go follow him on Twitter. Great down, Twitter follow. Download his roster on NHL 22. There you That's go. Great. Um, so he posted, there's a lot of discussion about who the greatest goalies of all time were. And people came out saying that Broder is not even in their top three. Martin Broder, not a top three. Martin Broder, most winningest goalie of all time. They had a not in their top three. And Jay Fresh hopped in and he went, Well, if you look at the advanced stats, he had some pretty elite defense. Every year he was there, he had elite defense and that his defense core with the way they played, not just the players on there, because that was a big feedback he got was that eventually they had not as great players. They didn't have Niedermeyer and Scott Stevens' elbow drilling guys in the head. But even once uh, those, you know, those were gone, they still, uh, just the structure itself was so strong that a league average goalie would have performed well. Now. So the, just to know. be clear, the question posed to Jay Fresh's listeners that answered everybody, the anonymous survey. Everybody. So the survey was answered by thousands of people and it was to determine who the best goalies of all time were. And some people left Broder off their list. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what are your guys's, let's say top three goalies of all time. Yeah. Let's not do top five. Let's do top three, top three goalies of all time. So not even like current. All oh, time. Top three all time, Stu. I want to start with Stu. Uh, my one is Patrick Waugh. Wow. I think. Mm-hmm. Patrick Waugh. I, I don't know who two or three would be. I like. I think probably Brodeur would probably be my third. And then, like, just historically, like, do you just go like Jacques Plan? Oh, dude. Do you put okay. him up there? Yeah. Is that how strong you feel on that as your number three? Like not great, but I I don't know I don't know who you're leaving the greatest goalie this. of all time, man. You're leaving the greatest off. Man, who? It's a segue to mine. Number one greatest of all time, no uh-huh. question, no doubt. Not up for debate. This is not up for debate. The greatest of all time. It's the Czech legend. It's the dominator. It's dominant Akashic. I don't want to hear any. He got lucky. He was just flopping around. You don't get lucky that often. You don't get lucky to the point where you're setting records. You don't get lucky winning that many games. There's a tactic to it all, man. Dominic Hasek, greatest goalie of all time. You can get lucky and have a 962 save percentage in one game, but you can't over a full season. No, dude, look at, okay. You want, oh, he got lucky. Andrew Raycroft got lucky. Tim Thomas? No, Tim Thomas. I don't know if Tim Thomas got lucky or it was just God for a year, but Dominic Hasek has a, over over his whole career, he has a 922 save percentage. In a time where goaltending was below the league average now dude 1998-99 on buffalo he had a 937 and how many games played did he play that year 64 in the 80s you said or 90s 98-99 so still like yeah we're kind of yeah question grab era dude almost a 940 (laughs) 
Wow. <laughs> that's insane. I love that. Okay, so that's your number one. Hashik's is number Dominic Hashik. I love that. That was off of Stewart's top three. Are you considering against two? No? Yeah, I kind of forgot about Dominic Hashik. I'm not going to lie. That's okay. It was off the top. It was off the dome. All right, so number one, Dominic Hashik, the Dominator, as they call him. Number two, Braden. Patrick Waugh. Patrick Waugh, okay. It the most Wah. career playoff wins of all time. Dude, that's never being broken. You could literally win seven straight Stanley Cups, and you will not beat his record. <laughs> What's How the exact number again, Tyler? Oh, I'll have to pull it up. It's over 150, Braden. Now, it helps when you've got a first line of Joe Sackick and Peter Forsberg alongside a defense corps that includes Rob Blake. Um, he went from Montreal uh, to Colorado in the 90s. So, yeah. Dude, no, like innovative like we we everyone knows patrick wow that's that's number two he has 151 like there you go i mean for reference guys vasilevsky who's got in the cup final three years in a row made the eastern conference finals before that he's at 60 <laughs> so 60. like it's it's pretty hard to get to 150 playoff wins like patrick wad did he is absolutely a top three goalie of all time yeah number three i told you guys this in the chat when we were talking about it underrated and he doesn't get enough respect he's a lot like tyler and i no respect i'll tell you no respect at all now the reason why there's no respect he was only in the start a uh, starter in the nhl for what's a seven years two three four five six seven years yeah in seven years he won five vesna trophies what the fuck wait i actually have no idea who he's talking about Terry, not Terry Sawchuck. In 397 games, he put up a winning record of 258 wins, 57 losses, and 74 ties. Is that good? Seems pretty good. What year was this? In the 70s or 80s? So his first year was 1971-72. Okay. Up to 1978. Is it Ken Dryden? And I'm sure you're wondering, how many cups did this guy have? Because, you know, oh, cups make a uh, cups make a champion, right? Uh, seven years as a starter, he won six Stanley Cups. Tyler, you're correct. That's Ken Dryden, man. Ken Dryden, man. Ken Dryden's the third best of all time. Wow. That's pretty crazy. And he wow. required, why'd he quit? Because he got bored. Wasn't enjoying it anymore. So what'd he do? Became a lawyer. Hmm. <laughs> then he went, became he a member bored. of Parliament. He was like, he... I win five, six to seven times. Like, I'm getting pretty sick of this. Was he a defense lawyer? Uh, I don't know what kind of lawyer he was because after he got his law degree, he became a member of parliament in Canada. Oh. And then after being an MP, he became president of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Seems like a pretty right. successful uh, resume there for old Kenny boy. But yeah. dude, absolutely unreal. Yeah. Um, that five Vesnas also won the Calder and a Con Smythe. First year in the league, you won a Con Smythe. You said he played seven years, right? As a starter, yeah. Like Matt Murray He's- did. He's uh he's seventh on all time playoff wins too. <laughs> Dude, his he first season 80. in the league. First season in the league, he came in to replace the uh you know the goalie that was injured, whoever he was playing with. He only played six games in the regular season, put up nine fifty seven save percentage, uh, and then no big deal. He went and won the Stanley Cup as a rookie, twenty games. All right, all right. So that's a good top three. Hashik, Wah, Dryden. I'm gonna give you my top three. Top three goalies of all time. Number one, I agree with you, Braden. I think Dominic Hasek is the best goalie of all time. And his highlight tapes are absolutely number one. They are and the, that's yeah. top five just for, for that me. Alone. 
I'm putting him up there just because of the amount of double pad, double pad stack saves that he made. He has to be number one for me. Number mm-hmm. two, I'm going Patrick Waugh. You cannot beat 151 playoff wins. Like we went through the Vasilevsky stat. He only has 60 up to this point, And look how well he's done in the playoffs. Number three for me, the king. Lundqvist. Yeah? This guy is the best goalie of my generation. I put him above Carey Price. In his peak, he was amazing. In his start, he was amazing. Longevity-wise, he was amazing. Let's look at his all-time stats. He's played 887 games. This stallion of a man has posted a 918 save percentage during those times. How about in between 2010 and 2015, the lowest save percentage he finished with in a year was 920. Dude, a what? lot of those teams that he dragged to the playoffs that had no right being in the playoffs. Like they were there because of Henrik Lundqvist. Thank you. The Rangers sucked and were mediocre for a long time. I can say that as a Leafs fan because I watched a sucky and mediocre team for a long time. If the Leafs had Lundqvist, we would not be talking about the first round drought. This guy carried the Rangers, like you said, Braden, to leaps and bounds better than they ever been. He has a 243 goals against average. He had a 930 in 62 games in 2011-2012. He finished third in the heart voting that year, won the Vesna. I mean, he was top three in Vesna voting. Let me count this out. Six times in his career. At We're this gonna point, shit on I'm going to have having... to put him in my top three. We are so going to get shit on for three of us not having Marty Brodeur in our top three. To be fair, I think all of us would put him in our top five. Dude, he's yeah, he's probably number four on all of our lists. I think Lundquist is that good. And also, hot takes do way better in Instagram reels than facts. So, you know what? Lundquist is my best goalie of all time. Oh, you're right. Then Flurry's the best goalie of all time. There we go. You should have done that for the Instagram reel. But we'll move Fuck. on. Do it in post. Okay. So th- that's our best goalies of all time i like that little august hockey discussion Braden, off the dome i like mm-hmm. it okay 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 so now it's time for everyone's favorite corner it's the corner that honestly i think we're getting close to finding love i don't tyler gets my hopes up and i wake up every morning with nothing but darkness and loneliness well, that's the best transition we can get from the host of Brains Love Corner, Braden Halibisky. How are you doing with love? Do you think I'm getting a little jaded yet? Are you a little jaded? Yes. You it, are a little jaded. I am. But you know what? That's what? life, baby. Life shows curveballs, and God damn it, mm. you just got to wait for that one that's going to be hanging and spank it out of the park. Now, right now, oh, they haven't been hanging. They've been... They've been moving that movement on those curveballs, those breaking balls. They're breaking all over the plate. I can't hit shit. It is tough to learn how to hit a curve. It is. It drops off unexpectedly. But by God, one of these days, that curve isn't going to be a curveball, but rather a replied text. Or, or Brain's getting to first base soon. Maybe I'll hold hands with the lady one day soon. We'll find out. Yes. And let's be clear. This is Brain's love corner. This is not Braden's infatuation corner we're looking for love here and that's harder to find than just a girl let's be honest because you're not looking for any girl you're looking for the love of your life you're looking for a wife i'm not playing around and you know what 
neither was I until I found a girl for me. You need to go out and have this mindset. I love that you stick through this all this time. Don't get down, Braden. All of these listeners, we're on your side. The 93% of males and 7% female audience is all on your side. The 7% females are all here for this. Um, Yeah, dude, just keep trying. That's life. So, Tyler, I don't have any updates on love this week because I was out camping this weekend. So the opportunities to meet those were uh, to meet potential 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 uh, life partners were rather limited as i was with the boys for a weekend as one does nice little boys um, weekend it was kind of just a boys weekend you know just guys being dudes boys being boys and not being like boys being boys but like boys being boys like yeah guys being you know, dudes who's being yeah pals. you know like who could throw the most kerosene on a fire without like lighting themselves up who could dig the deepest hole at the beach um who could run the furthest in the water without falling over oh we- yeah like there's nothing like going to the beach on a hot, hot, hot day when there's a heat warning and seeing a group of like 20 guys all in there, like, you know, early to mid twenties uh, playing jackpot. Like it's grade eight recess all over again. Cause God damn it, baby. That's what the type of shit we were doing.